Hey everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 39 of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. Happy to report in back to normal? Yes, back to normal. We're on the same coast. We're able to do this via Skype because my internet's actually reliable. And I'm in my chair that I'm very comfortable in. Welcome back to the East Coast. We've uh, we've missed you. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've missed it. How was the uh, flight back? Oh, jeez. All right. So I will, I, will get, I will recap that night for you. So basically, I got in, right? And as you and I both know, the Black Ops 3 beta is going on, right? And Sandy and I, Sandy and I started, really, our friendship started because of duty. Black Ops number one. Oh, right. Like, we, do people know about this? No, no. People don't know about this. It, it's really random. But I remember discussing Black Ops 1 with you randomly. I was in class. And I in think fre- you hit, a freshman year. Uh... What? No, it was it was junior year. I I didn't start playing until junior year. That was what? It was senior year. Yeah, my first duty, my first Call of Duty was junior year of college. I gotta, we gotta go to the, we gotta go to the tape here. I'm telling Keep you, talking. All right, I'm so, gonna, I'm so look this up. junior year was when Modern Warfare Two came out because I didn't have an Xbox until the summer before junior year. I got Modern Warfare Two that year, but we never played together. Black Ops One came out the next year. I was taking my bioinformatics course, and I went on. Uh, I took my laptop to class, and I think, I guess it was like Facebook chat or Gchat or some type of chat, and I think maybe it was just AIM. I don't even know, because I use the same client for everything. It just integrates them all. And I think you had said something about Black Ops 1 as like a, a message, as a status or whatever. So I messaged you, because I, I got to play for one game, and then my and then I found out that my disc was corrupt. So I had to go and exchange it at GameStop, so I never got to play any more than that single game. So I was asking you about it. That was the last we ever, like, taught, though. And then, like, was it maybe six months later? It had to have been, like, toward the end of the school year, maybe spring. Or was it was it even winter? Um, I think it was potentially winter. Yeah, because now that I think back, I wonder if I was home at the time. Because UD, we have a really long winter break, so we get two months off. And I feel like it may have been around that particular time of the year. But um, we somehow ended up deciding to play together whether i accidentally sent you an invite you accidentally sent me an invite or we it was intentional um we played together that time and it's really it's as corny as it is it, like the rest of it was just kind of history like we played, like we played how, together that night i like how that moment you made it sound <laughs> like that reddit post i just got brought up about what is not what what is really awkward but shouldn't be and yeah. it was just two dudes who want to just hang out again that you made that sound so much more awkward than it needed to. <laughs> it, 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 all right, fine. I'm just saying, like you know, we 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 played together that one time, and you know, I, I guess I guess it was cool. Like you, we, we were, we I were, guess we it were was equal, cool. We were like equally skilled. You didn't like to play the objective, and I was about play, I was all about playing the objective. Um, and and play styles changed, and and then after that, um, you know, we we played we played that game a lot together, and I think. I'm pretty sure had I not been playing with you, I would have stopped playing that game at some particular point in time because um, once we hit the Master Prestige, which was 15th Prestige in that game, um, there was really nothing left to do because the challenge system in that game was very unlike Modern Warfare 2, where I guess I shouldn't say very unlike it, but there was there was no um, trackage of what you've completed and what you haven't completed. So every Prestige, you could redo challenges, and that's the case in the other Call of Duty games, but... In this one, there was no record. There was no like achievement to say that I've done it with an unlockable like little 
art, like a piece of art for those who don't play the game. It's like a little thing that shows up and it, sh you know, just shows other people that you've finished this number, like you, you've completed this objective. So maybe I've killed like a thousand people with this particular gun or something like that. Um, and, um, you know, you, you were playing the game. I was playing the game. We, we, I, I, we both liked the game, but it was, it would have become stale had it just oh, been absolutely. us playing by ourselves. Um, I can't find any of the early, our earliest G chat that I have on record is on September 7th, 2011. And we're just talking about dumb stuff. Yeah. See, that sounds about right. That was right as I started grad school. Uh, okay. Okay. But like, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, you know, we could have maybe we wouldn't have chat talked on on G chat. Like, you you were probably just starting work with Ogilvy. Like, you were in the early the early months. I right? was. I can't believe I used to play as hard as I did. Yeah, that was when I was super foolish. Not to say that I still don't do that from time to time, <laughs> but that was that was me being uber foolish. With this, with uh, how insane that job was. Like, Sandy would honestly walk home, get home, like not walk home, but he would he would walk in the door. It'd be like midnight, and he'd be, and he would have to go back into work at like uh, six in the morning, like literally be out the door by six in the morning, not just wake up at six in the morning. Yeah. He would walk in his place at like midnight, maybe order food if you hadn't eaten already, and then you would sign on the Xbox for about an hour or two to play. Right, and that it was it was serious what we were doing. Oh yeah, serious uh, of me not playing the objective, and then <laughs> you and your uh, your views on how to play duty right, just totally destroying. All of my your, good stats. Your KD, yeah. Sandy's kill death ratio went from like a two seven or two seven two six nine. You said, yeah. The other so day. was that like uh, killing around yeah. almost close to three people for every time I die once per life, which is really, really so. Yeah, it's it's really high. Average average is about one, right? Makes average sense. is one. It's slightly below one because you can get suicide. You can kill yourself by you know, right, blowing yourself not, up, jumping let's off, not whatever. Throw that in. All right, my bad. So, uh, it's slightly below one. Um, now decent players probably, um, hover around like 1.5 to two Sandy's was 2.7 in, right. in, in that game. And, uh, after, after joining up and playing with me, yours fell pretty, pretty dramatically to, uh, to two, two, seven or something like that. And I mine remember. went up. <laughs> yeah. Because now you've got some other chump that is willing to just become a bullet sponge. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're able to just, oh. Uh, now that I'm now that I'm seeing the effects of this relationship, I'm starting to question some things. Uh, so, so <laughs> this, this this roundabout story of me telling you exactly what 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 I did on that night before I left right. came through how Sandy and I became friends. But um, so that night, uh, the, so the there is a new version of, of Call of Duty coming out this fall, Black Ops Three, the third the, the third installment of this particular game. Yeah. So. Um, so there's a there's a beta going on for it, and the beta is supposed to be closed to people who pre-order. So basically, people who put down the money, who put down like five dollars, and said, "Hey, I'm committed to buying this." Now you can return that if you want, and say that you don't want it after all, and I guess you get your money back, right? Yeah. But I, you and I have kind of, I'm I. So now, if I do get the gamers club thing, I clearly can't boycott it the way I want to. But I've been trying to not pre-order games as much because I don't like it as a business practice or I guess I respect it as a business practice. I don't like how many consumers actually pre-order and then complain when a game that they get is garbage because essentially what you're doing is you're buying, you're buying into the hype. 
but literally with money. So you get hyped up for a new game, right. whether it's a new or like a sequel to something that already exists. Um, you give the developer your money, or at least you tell them, you, you commit to a company like GameStop or Target or Best Buy or Amazon that you're willing to pay for this, that you're reserving a copy. So they order a copy basically for you. When it comes in, you pay the rest of the money. You could also pay it all up front if you want, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, it gives the it gives the developers a good idea of how many people are willing to buy the game before they actually ship it out. And it was really valuable back in the day when they couldn't produce enough physical copies in time uh, for release. So, like, if you ever went to a store and there was a game that was incredibly popular, like, say, like, Halo 2, right? You might go to a store and try to buy Halo 2, and they're sold out. And My, uh, you... my good friend from home, uh, James... Yeah. Uh his dad stood in line for us to get uh the Halo 2 heroic edition, the one that was in the metal tin. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I still yeah, remember that. So he picked that it was, up for it, us. Yeah, it was serious business. That's back like in 2003, but nowadays they produce so many physical copies of these games, not to mention the fact that they do a lot of digital distribution as well, whether it's over right. Steam or or Xbox Live Store or the PlayStation Network. So there's very little need for anybody to actually pre-order, but because uh, the 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 publishers and developers can get money from 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 people beforehand, and they don't have to show you the full product before you are able to pre-order. Like they assume, they can literally announce that the game is it exists and it will be coming out in this general time period, and right. you're allowed to start pre-ordering at that time. And I don't like that business practice. I don't like doing that. I feel like um, you're committing to these products and the game, the quality of games over the years has gone down. At least some games. Not all games. Certainly Do you think the universal. quality has gone down or have people become more ambitious? Um, maybe a little bit. Of... And due to that ambition and the technical limitations that we face right now, that it's not as easy to launch the, the games uh, to the standard that we think they should be at. So that's a good question. Um, I, I guess it, it really does depend, right? Maybe for like indie developers or some or like smaller companies, it would it matters for them like like in terms of our expectations for certain games. So we whether it has the graphical ex, like it ha, it's up to par when it comes to graphics because that stuff is not easy and it takes a lot of time to create realistic looking characters and certain things can be taken from other engines. I and it's like it's a lot of work to create a game. Like it's right. it's certainly no joke. But you have a lot of games that came out, and people, like, even after seeing the games, you see them like, like Watch Dogs, you see the E3, and the game, never looked, the, the game never looked the way it did when it was first presented. So, for those that don't know, Watch Dogs was this game that was touted as true next generation. We're talking about the current consoles, the Xbox One, the PlayStation 4, right. and when they first showed footage, sort of like a, a movie trailer for this game it blew everybody's mind because they were told that this is how the game was going to look on the console the now, version yeah the now new versions of the consoles the xbox one and, right. and ps4 because at the time the 360 and, and ps3 existed and no game could look that way correct and usually these games there's an understanding that these games run on the computer because the computer just has so much more power to make right. these things look a lot nicer but we were told that it, this is how it was going to look on TVs all across America. So there was a lot of hype for this game. When it launched, 
it basically got torn up in all of the reviews because it was a it was most people considered it a shell of what they were expecting. Right. Now that might be either some people might call them liars, call it good marketing, whatever you call it. This is that game is the poster child for how current gamers feel about pre-ordering. Right, exactly. And that is what, that is a game that you and I did not pre-order, but I remember when I went to pick it up and I actually bought the game, the person the, the GameStop employee was like, "Oh, you, you like I picked it up I think on day 1 because I did wait at least till the reviews came out." And he was like, "Yeah, next he's like, "Dude, you just need a pre-order next time like you missed out on all these bonuses." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, it just is what it is, whatever." Um but so so yeah, uh, that's that's my a long roundabout way of saying why we don't pre-order games. I mean, there are other games that have that have had issues, uh, like Halo, the the Master Chief Collection had problems. People didn't, uh, people had high, very high expectations for Destiny, and that did not live up to those ex- expectations for many people. Nope. Um, people, I, at least I, I've seen some speculation as to why the division has been delayed so significantly, and I wonder if it's partially because of people's reception of Destiny, and if they're trying to revamp certain elements of the game over this last year. And if they're to, doing that, more power to them. Exactly. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm so, I'm okay with as I mean, I don't mean to sort of get on a soapbox, but as I've gotten older and you sort of realize that, you know, gaming just you don't have as much time to game as you used to. Yeah. That if you are going to sit down for an hour or two or seven, um <laughs> hey, it happens. It happens, you know. It does. Uh that you want the product to be as good as possible yeah absolutely and um that's well, that's kind of like the 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 current like climate or the it's like the the norm in gaming now you hear about games games are announced and you see like the first trailer for it a good year and a half to two years before it ever releases for new ips you hear about them so far in advance and some of them end up getting canceled and you never really hear anything about them for like the bigger titles like watchdogs and, and the division um and you you hear about them and then like the hype just stays it stays all year and then it comes around the next E3 but like that's kind of a crazy thing that you hear about a game like a game gets announced like two years beforehand the amount of stuff that gets changed in that time period is astounding it's ri- it's ridiculous and supposedly between the time when De- uh, Destiny was shown to us at E3 a couple of years ago and when it finally came out they had redone the like the entire game um, so like certain things that they may have said during that presentation at E3 may have been true for that particular build of Destiny, and it ended up not being true for the right. Destiny that we did get. Um, Anyways. Yeah, so you and I have decided to really stop pre-ordering games for the most part. I'll say just for the most part, right? Um, well, you're also the first one to break that, but who's counting? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> <laughs> for a good reason, all right? I had, I had reasons. So... I, I've pre-ordered, I think, two two games ever since we said that, and that was over the last like two years. One of them was Titanfall, the other one was was Destiny, and both both of those games gave a pre-order bonus of giving you beta access to the beta. So the beta was like a, a playable version of the game a couple of months before it actually releases. Yep. And I got three keys for Destiny, so once I got that, I was able to give a key to you, and I was able to give a key to another friend. So we were all able to sign on and play the game and test it out. I really enjoy like the PvP, the like, like the uh, the the player versus player, the online was like competitive PvP part. Available? Yes, yes, it was. So all of Earth was available, and and um, uh, I think only Control was available in the in the beta of Destiny. Gotcha. So we played a lot of that. Um, or at least I did. 
Um, but at the end of the day, I think we still, I, I know you felt heavily shafted by destiny. I still enjoyed it. I think it didn't live up to the expectations that I had for it, but I still did enjoy it. I don't um, think I felt shafted. I just felt that my time invested in that game was not being rewarded. Okay. Yes. Cause the random elements of the game. Yeah. They really right. tried to get rid of that over time. Um, I don't know if it worked out better for them. I understand the need this- for that type of gameplay mechanic. But it just does not suit me, and I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and just grind away hours at a time more than I need to. Yeah. So essentially, what we had to do was run through. You had to take a team of six people, and you had to run through a raid. So you basically have to commit about ninety minutes to two hours if it's a good run. And well, a raid for those people that don't it, know is just this extended sequence where you're playing with a couple of people. Yeah. And you're looking to just defeat this really big boss. Right. And when you beat the boss, you get rewards. You get loot, whether it's weapons or armor. And Sandy just never had any good luck when it came to those. So he was not able to get the the, the gear that he needed to um, to level up, where some people were able to get their first run in or their second and run I in. And I ran that like six I runs or seven runs. as a team player many times. Yeah, and the problem with it is that you can only run it once a week and actually get rewards from it. So if you run it once and you don't get anything useful from it, then that's it. You're done. You you, you have to wait till the next week to play it. And it just becomes annoying when it's just a random fact that like, you run it through with these same people every single time. Everyone else is excited because they're getting all this new stuff, and you get basically junk. So I kept um, getting junk. I kept doing my job. Whatever the job was that week <laughs> that I needed to do, I did it. And then because it just wasn't happening, I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Done. Yeah. So we um so with Black Ops three they had another pre order incentive. You can play the beta if you pre order the game. Now you and I both decided we're not doing that. Um right. the the beta happened on the PlayStation side a week before the Xbox side, which the Xbox is what we have. And on the la- on the weekend before the PS four beta ended, they released it to all players. So anybody who anybody who had a PlayStation 4, not just people who pre-ordered it. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just do that because it's likely that they're going to redo everything that they did for the PlayStation on the Xbox and PC side. And sure enough, they did. Today they or yesterday, they opened it up to all players. Um, but what I found out, I think a day after the beta opened, was uh, it was a Reddit post. Somebody posted saying that you can get access to the beta if you just change your Xbox settings to make it think it's in Japan, and then you download it, and then you're able to play. Right? right, so we did that, and we were able to play. Now you haven't really enjoyed it very much. Um, I did not enjoy Domination, but I've been playing a lot of Deathmatch and Kill Confirmed. I'm loving it. Um, so that's what I did that night before I left. So right, Friday, so you were playing a lot of right Call of, of Call Duty. Duty. So Friday night, uh, we both partied up. We started playing together. Um, the problem is, obviously, in Seattle, Sandy's in New York City. It's about two thousand, three thousand miles apart. So the latency is pretty high for me. And depending, and depending on who, uh, where the host is, sometimes it could be high for you. So it makes it very difficult to play. So I think we stopped playing, and uh, I think you went to bed, and I just continued to play by myself. So I played like several games, and I did that until maybe 11, 11.30. Mm-hmm. Um, I had stopped at some point to eat dinner, uh, kept playing. And at that point, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to... I'm going to just pack. I'm going to start like cleaning up. I'd already been running loads of laundry, but I was like, let me just finish packing at this point. Um, and then I'll just see what time it is and, and keep playing because I had a flight at 6 a.m. and I was going to leave my place at about 3.30 or 4 in the morning to get to the airport. I was shooting for 3.30. Um, so I'm like packing. I'm doing laundry. I'm cleaning up. 
And it's just taking way longer than I really thought. It, it probably shouldn't have taken me as long, but I was really taking my time on doing doing a lot of stuff, I guess. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just pack up my Xbox. I'll just chill out on my computer when it, when it's time. Like if if I still have some time left. At this point, it's like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, whoa, wait! I only have like an hour or so before I have to really leave and be gone. And I realized that I still have like another load or two of laundry to do, or I didn't have to, like they weren't my stuff, but I wanted to just clean the sheets. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So I, um, at the end of the day, I ended up leaving my place. I think I called the, I, I used Lyft, um, cause I had like a promo, like a free $20 or whatever on yeah. Lyft. So I, um, it's a good service. Yeah, it is. The guy was really cool. Uh, driver was Seth. His name was Seth. He's a, uh, he he just graduated from undergrad. He's going to he's going to grad school nice. in uh, in Seattle. But he was just driving Lyft. He said like I was just asking him about it, and he said I was asking like I was like good morning or good good evening depending on your perspective. He said he had been out all night just just driving. I think he said he started like at eleven wow. just because he couldn't sleep, and he's just been driving right ever since. You know, every time he drops somebody off, gets a new fare. Um, so yeah, it was cool. Um, so I get to the airport right. Um, at, I think I got to the airport at around four. 30 in the morning right because i requested the lift but he had to like come in he had to come around had to like load the car up and everything and like make sure i cleared everything out um by the way i don't know if i did tell you i did make i did find the stuff that i thought i didn't bring with me um oh good yeah so uh did like a quick run through just to make sure i had everything and then just got in the car and left because i didn't really want to leave him like sitting there waiting for me because i should have been ready like out the door but i really didn't want to take all my stuff out and have any any problems so Wait until he got there. Um, got to the airport like at four thirty, and the line at Southwest just to check in was pretty freaking ridiculous. I was surprised at how many people were there. Like a good hundred people were ahead of me. Really? Yeah, man. Now at this point, I'm I'm like, you know what? I'm so glad that I didn't show up as late as like Will did, or I, you didn't show up super late to the airport, right? You were early, but Will got to the airport late. Um, but he was able to get through just fine. Um, so it took me like. 15, 20 minutes to get through, through check-in, which to their credit was super quick. They flew through that line. Yeah. Um, and then I had to go through security, which took about another 15 minutes. Okay. And then I got to my gate about 20, 30 minutes, I think 30 minutes before boarding. Um, now, unfortunately, I, w- I was flying Southwest, which is my first time. And I did know that you need to check in 24 hours ahead because that's how they seat. And I screwed up and checked in maybe four or five hours before my flight. Uh-oh. Now, a little more than that, five or six hours before my flight. How bad so, was your seat? Yeah, my I, I was I was C fifteen. That was my my order number. Now they go A one through sixty, then B one through sixty, then C one through sixty. Now no one really has C. No one has really like C uh, past C thirty. So I was basically one of the last people to be able to pick my seat. Now luckily on the first plane I was able to get a window seat. Unfortunately on that first plane, the people that sat next to me were a family with young children. So. The, uh, and the aisle was the mom with their daughter, who was maybe one year old. And in the middle seat was their son, who was probably three, right? Uh-oh. And this little boy, like... I want to you know, punch something already. Nice nice kid. Like, you know, he, he like he like asked me a couple questions from time to time. Um, what did he ask but, you that couldn't wait? We were talking, like, it, the, I, like, opened up the window before we were landing, and he was, like, talking about, like, the mountains in the distance and how amazed he was at them. Um, I would have been like, so, kid... <laughs> don't lose that. So what you have I, right now, that, that <laughs> sense of awe, don't let the world take you from you. Right. And, so then, you, I, and then you put your cigarette out in his mashed potatoes. <laughs> in a Don Draper fashion, right? Put yeah. the top hat on. Yeah. Light, light up another one or bounce. Yeah. Um, so I um, 
I, I hadn't slept this past night, right? Because I, you know, I did all my packing stuff. Your late, fault. Played duty. Yeah. It, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I intended, I intended on not going to sleep. After right. when I got home, I thought if I could, if I could sleep. At when I got home it was like seven, right? Now, even if I went straight to packing, I still wouldn't have finished everything until maybe eleven or twelve because I had to do a few loads of laundry. I would have had to stay up regardless. Um, so I may have been able to go to sleep like one. Even that was too late for me. I was I was too afraid of sleeping sleeping in and missing my flight. Right. So I just thought it was a better look to just stay awake because if I didn't go to sleep by like seven, I was going to miss my fl- or I, I I had the chance of oversleeping. Okay. So I figured I would wait it out, sleep on the planes as much as it might suck, as much as it may suck. Now I started to get hit with this overwhelming sense of sleepiness when I was standing in line to check my bags in. Like I just wanted to go to sleep right there. Um, I hate doing all nighters. It's not something that I do like at all. Mm-hmm. I may have done like three or four all nighters in college. Wow. I can't, That's I can't stand really them. commendable. I, I, um, I shouldn't, maybe it was a couple of more, but very few, definitely in the single digits. And when I would, if I, like I, at worst, I would sleep a few, like a couple of hours, a few hours, just take a quick nap. And my, my, my method for making sure that I wake up is sleep on top of my covers and not in bed clothes. Because that then it felt like a nap. It didn't right. feel like a, like I was going to sleep. So um, I'm sitting on this plane, and like before we even taxied off, like before you even left the gate, I fell asleep. That's what I've been. Then, that's what I've been finding myself doing. Yeah. These past couple of flights, I just tend to close my eyes when I get on planes now. Yeah. And the sec I more 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 often than not nowadays, I wake up and we're already in the air. <laughs> right. That's exactly what happened to me because I wake up and we're already in the air. Not only are we in the air, we've been in the air for a good about hour, hour and a half. Okay. And um, that's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Now the thing is, the re- I think the reason that I woke up is because the kid next to me had like bumped me. This kid, like you know, taken off his seatbelt at this point, and he's kind of like moving around, uh, like and you know, I don't know if he's jumping around, but he's just moving around a good bit. And the problem was that he was like bumping me every now and then. So I would put my head back down, like, you know, back against the seat or whatever. And I'd fall asleep again for maybe like five minutes. And then I'd wake up again because he might say something loud. Like I would hear it through my headphones or he might like hit me, like might might, might touch me. And I would just kind of get, you know, startled awake or whatever. Right. Um, so that happened quite a few times, basically throughout that flight. Now it was only like a two, two and a half hour flight. So it was pretty short. Um, but we land in Denver and, at this point, like, I don't feel great. I think it's because, obviously, the lack of sleep. But because I also had a lack of sleep, I, I, I knew I was hungry, but I did, I had no appetite. Yeah. At this point, I was like, you know what? I just know I need to eat. I'm going to put some food in my stomach. I'll feel better because I have to be on, you know, my next flight, I think, was I had a two-hour layover, um, which didn't even feel like two hours at all. Yeah, I really didn't. Um, got some food quickly, and then I just, like, hung out. I was listening to... I think I was listening to the Thursday afternoon, Monday morning podcast. Was there one? Yeah. Yeah, there's one. I think I was listening to that when I was in the airport. And then, um, uh, and then I got on the plane, right? And so I'm on this plane and unfortunately on this plane, I couldn't get a non middle seat. So I got a middle seat next to a dude who was completely passed out the entire time, uh, in the, uh, the window. Mm -hmm. And the girl to my right was studying for the LSATs really tall blonde girl like she was she was wearing heels hey. I, but she was she was either 
taller than me or just as tall as me, which is really weird for me. Like, I don't run into too many girls that are taller than me. Um, I'm like five ten. Tell me more about this girl. So I'm not like I'm not like super tall or anything. Honestly, I wasn't like looking at her face. I just like I saw her face when when she when I asked to sit next to her, but I was passed out basically the entire plane because I had I threw on This American Life right, and I was listening to it, and we had, we started to back off uh, away from the gate, so I was awake for that, and then we start to take off. I fell asleep. Okay. Um, so I don't think I was awake for takeoff. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep before we took off. So. I would ask her um, I, if she needed help studying. <laughs> I like would like I like glanced over to like see where she was in the book, I guess. But I'd be like, honestly, really? You're only that far, and how long has it been on this flight? Like, <laughs> uh, when, when when are you taking these LSATs now? Yeah, it's um, like, oh, you better be reading faster than that. <laughs> That's rude. So I'm uh, I'm like I I I fall asleep like I don't know really fast really quickly really early into the uh, into the podcast so i just shut the podcast off i like bring up bring up one of my cash spotify playlists and i just start playing it that and i fall asleep again and it was really weird like i just kept falling asleep and waking up after like five minutes like maybe five ten minutes fall asleep again the best was i was when i actually fell asleep again for like half an hour okay. and at that point i was like all right only an hour left fell asleep again all of a sudden we're we're, uh, we're descending into philly um, so Lena picks me up, uh, drove home, got a nice, nice home dinner, uh, dinner for my mom. And, uh, that was it. Well, welcome home. That, uh, that, yeah, finally good, good to be home. Uh, that was one of my first experiences being like sitting next to a, like a rowdy child when I had really little sleep and I really needed to sleep. Yeah. You start to question a lot of things in this world. Not a pleasurable experience. I bet. Not at all. The mom, I mean, like the mom, she was like, she like apologized. I'm like, no, nah, like it's fine. Like, what are you, what are you gonna do about it? You know, it's not your fault. Right. It's just, it's just something that you gotta deal with in life, and 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 that's it. I mean, it's something that I guess I should take into consideration the next time I have a long flight and I and I intend on sleeping on the plane. Maybe just try to sleep beforehand if possible. Um, but whatever, it was all good. Um, so you have some travel coming up as well. Yes, this is not the last of my travels. I'm, I have quite a few trips planned out actually over the next couple of months. Um, I'm going to Europe with my girlfriend uh, next week on Monday. So today we're recording this. In fact, I think this episode will be getting put up the following week. I'll be, I'll be, it'll be, it'll come up this Sunday before I leave. So I will, um, I leave on the eight, on the seventh, September seventh get back on the 22nd we're going to england as well as uh to pa- uh to, to france paris is the goal um so we fly into london we'll spend the night there then we'll drive out to birmingham where her family lives so most of her family's from out from uh from england gotcha um she just moved here when she was a baby with her mom and so we'll go out there visit her i'll, I'll finally meet her dad um i was gonna say i'd meet her brother but her brother is his was actually in the united states this week or this week uh this summer for a soccer camp he was he was an instructor at a soccer camp I think in Minnesota, Minnesota or Michigan I can't remember which state now, mm-hmm. but um, he is coming to Delaware taking a little detour to visit his sister. So wow, um, yeah. So I'll actually meet him on Tuesday, not not in England. First time uh, here in, here in the states. Yeah, first time. So I'll see him here, then I'll see him again in about a week after that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, in England, um, yeah, he's uh. I think he just graduated college, or yeah, I think he just graduated from college. What's he now. doing? 
Uh, not sure yet. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, I'll get the uh, I'll get the scoop on uh, on on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, Anything in particular that you look uh, like most excited to see do? It'll be really uh, so as as nervous as, as I may be to meet her dad. It'll be really good to meet her dad. Um, and like I don't really have much to be nervous about, but you know you you, you know how it goes yeah. with, with family members and, and and fathers in particular when it comes to their daughters. They're very protective. So it's more of a general uh, anxious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been we've been dating for three years. He's heard a lot about me, um, so you know it'll be fine. Uh, but it'll be, it'll be good to meet a lot of her family out there. But I'm really excited just to go to Europe, dude. I've 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 been I've spent several hours of my life in, in European airports on my way to Ghana or Iran yeah. when I was younger, uh, but I've never been able to leave the airport. So this is my first time. Um, super excited to do it. You remind the, me the, of the uh, that Tom Hanks movie. Uh, the terminal. <laughs> yeah, the terminal. I love that he movie. Was unable to leave Krokosia. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why we couldn't leave is because my mom was wasn't a citizen at the time. She is now, but at the time she wasn't a U.S. citizen, and and so we couldn't leave like the the London airport. So we just hung out there instead of of um, so we had, might have like an eight hour layover layover, which is plenty of time to like go out and actually do something. And since our bags are just are checked, we don't really have anything that we need to carry around. So we could just easily leave the airport, go like get some food somewhere. My dad has, I, I have some, some, uh, some family, some relatives there. I don't really know what the relation is specifically, but there are people there that, that, that my family knows in, in, in London, but we were never able to leave the airport. So this would be a really good time. Yeah. Um, and the thing that excites me the most about, uh, about Europe, and I know you've explored quite a bit of Europe yourself. But the history of, of Europe, like U.S., there's plenty of like things that you can see, um, but the like the largest structures, like the oldest structures that we have in this country, go back like 300 years, you know. Yeah. You go to you go to Europe and you're looking at stuff from like for you know thousands of years ago, and I'm super excited to see that type of stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I think you're gonna have and a I, hell of a time. Yeah, and I know I won't get the full feel. Like you know, we're we're only going to be there for two weeks. Um, we'll spend a, a good like a week, a week and a few days in England, and then just a few days in Paris, and the in the surrounding areas. But it'll just be a really good taste that we can get. And hopefully, when uh, hopefully we can come back because you know she still has family there, so we'll be, I'm sure we'll be visiting plenty of times. Right, in, in, right. You know, over the course of our lives. So hopefully, we can explore other countries and do a lot more sightseeing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, um. Let me see. I, I yeah. I think we've sort of had some similar discussions before on things to do, but I think it'll just yeah, be nice to just be with Elena while you guys are traveling in a yeah, sort of like semi vacation, well, more or less vacation mode. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, it's vacation mode. Despite the fact that I'm home now, like I've been away for so long, it's never been vacation mode for me. I've been pretty busy with with the internship that I was doing, right. and then some nights I would come home from work. Like you and I, really didn't game a whole lot while I was away. Um, like I, I definitely played games, but what I would do a lot of nights too is work for work back here in Delaware. Right. Um, and so. Despite that, despite the fact that I've been gone for so long, I've certainly been well in tune with everything that's going on in my lab, um, and I'm really excited to get back and, and commit a 40-hour week or more, likely, to uh, to my work here. But it'll be really good to just unplug for two weeks, go to Europe, and spend time with Elena, especially since she and I have been apart for three months. Right. I mean, you might have been in Seattle and not "quote unquote" home, but that was by no means a vacation. 
Yeah, it was an exactly. Internship. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's so understandable. Yeah, and, and you should get some time to relax since the summer is somewhat symbolically coming to a close. With, yeah, uh, unfortunately. With Labor Day coming. Yeah, it's crazy how hot it is here though, because I, you know. My perspective of hot has been skewed quite a bit in Seattle. It's Seattle is much milder than it is here, so it doesn't have harsh winters. Their, their winters are much are not much warmer, but they're warmer than our winters. So they don't get they don't get to freezing very often. They pretty much hover at about forty as their coldest, I believe. Um, and their summers don't hit like ninety. You don't get ninety degrees out there very often. So my first like month there, it was like a solid seventy-five just about every day. The most beautiful weather you can think of. Yeah, it's, it was awesome. Like when we were talking about the hike, like some of those days I was like, "Yo, it's so hot right now." But then I come here today, it was ninety, and I'm yeah. you know, like standing in the sun, just Welcome like I back. can feel it. I can feel the sun piercing my skin. I'm like, "Oh, those are the UV rays people are talking about." Yeah, you can, can feel, feel it coming in. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's awesome to be back. I love being home today. I got my car inspected, so I'm good to go to, you know, Pennsylvania State Inspection. You got to get them done every year, and I missed it over the uh, during July. So, got my car inspected. I'm good to drive around and stuff. My half sister actually, she just came, so I just picked her up from the airport before we started the podcast. Very cool. Um, so she's here with her husband as well as her three kids. So as soon as we finish recording this, I'll probably start the processing process on it, and then go down and see if they're still up, hang out with them. Well, let's call it. Let's call it here. Let's call. Let's make it a okay. short one this week. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see everyone next week. I'm Sandy. I'm Reza. Thanks so much. Good night.